Welcome to the Internet Advisor Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Foster Brown. Along with my co-host, Gary Baker, and our team of experts, we've been helping people like you since 1998 with your computer problems, introducing you to valuable resources, and promoting tech enterprise throughout Michigan. The Internet Advisor is a two-hour podcast recorded every week at the studios of historic WJR Radio in Detroit. Only the second hour of our show, which features listeners' questions, is heard live from 5 to 6 p.m. every Saturday on WJR. However, both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest-growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor... Welcome to the Internet Advisor, your place for answers to your computer questions since 1998, with your co-hosts Gary Baker and Foster Brown and their team of tech experts. The door is always open at internetadvisor.net, on Facebook and through Twitter. But right now it's time to get you in touch with your helpful hosts on this week's edition of Internet Advisor. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. What's that you say? Hey, it's a program about the Internet and about getting answers for you to your questions about your computers and anything that happens to be a digital device that you're using. My name is Foster Brown, co-host and producer of the program. Hello, Gary Baker and Ed Rudell. We're here, and we got a great program lined up for you. We're going to talk to a young man who, at 11 years old, decided, I'm going to start my own social network. And we'll also talk about Detroit's new gaming show, the podcast, Pwned Show. All that coming up... Welcome once again to the Internet Advisor, a little earlier than we're normally on the air with you here on WJR, the great voice of the Great Lakes, normally from 4 until 6 in the afternoon, but today, because of the basketball game coming up uh, in the early evening, um, we're going to be on today with you until 5.30, so a little earlier and going to be all the way up to the cupboards for the game. So thank you very much for joining us here a little bit early. We've got, as a prize, we got some great guests in studio. But first, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Gary Baker. It's great to be here. And of course, this is a special uh, weekend, not only because we have a two and a half hour show instead of a two hour show, but it's Ed Riddell's birthday. Happy That's birthday, right. Ed. Oh, stop. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, when you get to a certain age, you do not want to be reminded of it. <laughs> it's more... Tragic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Ed. I, I made another one, yes. You yes, made the, you made another one. It's, also, it's good to have birthdays, right? The alternative's not so good. <laughs> <laughs> also in studio with us is Mr. Shane Hamlet. Shane, good to have you here. Oh, well, thank you. You're nice wearing, to be here. You're wearing I, two hats today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little weird being on as a guest, I guess, kind of, right? Yes, you That's are strange. a guest, and uh-huh. you have some guests with you. That's right. And uh, in just a little bit, we're going to be talking about uh, what has brought Shane in here with these fellows. Uh, and it is actually the rebirth of a program that you used to do on another station in this market. Um, was it with CBS, I think it was? Uh, CBS, yeah, uh, 97.1. And that's all right, because he's here now. Here now. That's <laughs> the important point. That was seven years ago, right? Right? Yeah, that was uh, long time. eight years uh, ago. No, not that long. Maybe four, four or five years. Yeah, it was at least uh, eight years ago. Yeah. Well, that was a dog year. Two thousand and eight. Oh, two thousand and eight. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very good. Okay. And that was the his sidekick Floyd, who was also going to be on the air with us. We'll talk about that in just a minute because it's all about gaming. But right now, guys, I, what I'd like to do is uh, because we we don't have an awful lot of time to do this, I'd like to introduce our first guest, and he is a, it's fascinating. 
Um, I know that uh, both Gary and Ed, you have raised teenagers, and Shane, I think you too as well, right? I do, yes. Okay, yes. so we all know that experience, you know, the, sometimes the challenge of, of wanting to encourage their independence and at the same time wanting to strangle them on occasion. Well, yes. you want to let that creative spirit flow, and a young man who uh, had that, was allowed to let that co- creative spirit flow was a man named Zach Marks, who is our guest right now. Zach, welcome. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Ah, yeah, thank you guys for having me. Good, I'm delighted to have you on. Zach, tell me, your exact age right now, is it 15? Yeah, I'm 15. You're 15 now, but your story really began uh, in terms of the Internet when you were 11, am I right? Yep, correct. Okay, and and just tell us a little bit about how your social website called Grom Social started. Yeah, definitely. So when I was 11, I convinced my dad that Facebook was safe. Uh, and, of course, it wasn't. Um, built up about 700-plus friends. Uh, most of them were adults now looking back at it. Um, and uh, my dad said no, and he deleted my Facebook account. And I went back on. I created another Facebook account. I caught doing the exact same thing, uh, friend of the exact same people. Um, and me and my dad got into a pretty big argument that night uh, why I wasn't allowed to have a Facebook account. And I told him, you know, there's no safe social networking site out there for kids. And... He said, I said, well, what if I create my own Facebook for kids? And he said, good luck with that. <laughs> so I sat down with brothers and sisters, and we started to um, draw out um, Grom Social. We started to come up with the concept, all the characters, and um, borrowed $2,500 out of my oldest brother, Luke's account, who was 13 at the time. So he's a shareholder yeah. now. This is like, this is like the, the yes. Winklevoss twins. I mean, <laughs> when we get down yes. the road, is there going to be litigation? Uh, you know, it's funny. We actually talk about that sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, we, we're good. We're, we're good now for sure. But it's definitely a joke that still goes around. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I got permission from my mom, borrowed money out of my oldest brother Luke's account, uh, contacted a family friend who happened to be a web developer, gave him all of our ideas, and he kind of brought the idea to life. Now, I want to, um, Zach, I want to stop you there for a second because what you've outlined, I think a lot of the, 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 the parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles who were listening can relate to, which is... The really scary truth that Facebook is not safe for kids um, uh, because, as you said, you went on twice creating two different personalities and you picked up the same predators each time. Yeah, and Facebook, you know, it's definitely for the ages, you know, 13, 14 years old. Um, and, you know, the problem with Facebook is, is that if you are a most kids that are 11, like I was at the time, you know, they go onto the site, they start to mess around, and they start friending adults and stuff. And, you know, if they get bored or something, they're said, hey, you know, they'll, they'll post their address. Hey, come over. Here's my address. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but they actually do post it. Oh, um, gosh. They don't really realize that. So yeah. people, when they do that on our site, like, first of all, our site is monitored uh, 24-7, seven days a week by um, okay. our live cast members and stuff, and a number of safety features, the parents get a copy of everything on the site, um, what the kid is doing, but let's say, for example, a kid came onto our site and posted, hey, I'm bored, here's my address. So what we do is that since we have the 24-7 live monitoring, we will take that post down, chat to them and say, hey, this is why you don't want to post that, because it has happened before, Uh and we've we've taught kids so many different lessons, um, you know, why not posting your address on the site or internet is a good idea. Um, So, Wow. Well, I, you know, uh, our guest, by the way, is uh, Zach Marks, who right now is 15, but this all began, uh, Gary and, and Ed, when he was 11 years old. 
Hard and, to believe. Hard <laughs> to believe he's only 15. Are, are you sure? Are you, you, know, are you sure you're only 15? Well, you, did you have the skill to be able to code and create a site at that age? Uh, actually, in the beginning, I wrote a very, very, very basic code. Um, okay. Not for the site in particular, but I knew about it. Okay, so uh, you have... Yeah, you could do a lot more right now. And I want to get back to that, Zach, in just a moment. We have to take a break. But when we come back, I I want to go from your desire to have a safe place for kids and how you made and got into it and how you now have have reached over a million listeners or people who are members of that site. Zach Marks back in a second with Grom Social on the Internet Advisor. Hi, this is Foster Brown, and you're listening to the Internet Advisor on WJR, where Gary Baker and I, for, well, 18 years now, have been uh, carrying on talking about things on the Internet and helping people kind of understand what it is and to help them with their problems as well and getting past them. And we're going to be talking about that a little later on. We're open our phone lines up for your questions. Right now, however, we're talking about something that I think it really, Edward Dell is kind of on the heart of all parents and guardians who have kids and that is how susceptible people can be these young people on the internet and uh how dangerous it is oh that's true i I remember when my kids signed up and and uh, they basically had to lie and say yes i'm older than 18 because facebook in order for you to sign up at one point i'm not sure if it's the case anymore Mm -hmm. you had to be uh, 18 and and if you create an account you had to lie so uh uh, zach i'm wondering uh, is there you know, do, is there any way you have to prove your adolescence to use your website? Um, you know, the only thing, I mean, you can pretty much go on as young as you want. Um, you know, we have it down to if you are five years old, if you want to go onto the site. Of course, it's obviously with parent help. Um, but the age demo does max out at 16. And if you are on the site at 15, you do turn 16. You have a big uh, and bold bright uh, red letters across your profile page that says adult. Um, so that's pretty much something that, all right, like I have uh-huh. to this site now. Um, that's interesting. But our, yeah, our core demo is, you know, that's 7 to seven to 15. 7 um, to 15. So. That's fascinating. What were some of the things, just before we get into talking about, by the way, folks, our guest is Zach Marks, who was a person who, was, who created Grom, that's G-R-O-M as in Mary, social. That's Grom, one word, gromsocial.com if you want to find it. And uh, you created it precisely to create a safe place for kids to get on where they wouldn't be, um, under, you know, preyed upon by the predators that are out there looking precisely for kids. So how did you build in the safeguards? What are the safeguards you've built into the site to keep it safe for kids? You know, actually, when I first started the site, um, I just made it so it was very like, okay, like, here's a site, a family project, and basically for my brothers and sisters. Then when I told my parents about it, they're like, if you're going to create a social networking site for kids, it has to be safe. So they're the uh, ones who definitely help me out with all the safety features. And, of course, um, you know, the site is extremely safe. Our safety features are absolutely incredible now. Um, we've had no issues, and I don't think we will have any issues uh, with the safety wow. of the kids that are on the site. That's how confident uh, we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, in the beginning, it was just, hey, let's create a site. It was exactly like Facebook. You yep. sign up. You don't, it doesn't matter what age. And my parents were like, okay, well, mm-hmm. all these kids are signing up for this, and we did tell them about it. You guys have to make this safe if it's for kids. Sure, so. sure. That that's exciting. Now, I, I'm. How many listeners? Do you, uh, not listeners. Pardon me. How many um, members do you members. have? Uh, we have almost three million. Three million. Yeah. yeah. 
He's gonna he's gonna be Zach is gonna be a millionaire by the time he's eighteen years old. Zach, can I get your autograph? It's, this is three great. million. My goodness. <laughs> and this is why parents should not squash their children's dreams. And 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 a rebellious not you and you weren't really rebellious. No, you yes, actually he was. Tra- yeah. Okay. He was rebellious, <laughs> but he turned it into a positive. He turned it positive, right? You know. So parents shouldn't really. You know, rebellious. Kids are the greatest, really, if you know how to, uh, if, <laughs> yeah. you, if, you if you could can direct them, them, if you could channel <laughs> you them. Survive, yeah. If yeah. They, yeah, if either the parent or the child survived yeah. that period of time. <laughs> three, three million. Isn't it astounding? You know, let me introduce you to Pwned Radio, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, our next guest, by the way, is all about gaming, and it's PWNED Radio. It's a podcast here in the Detroit area, and a website as well. Yeah, right? about video games, yeah. Yeah, about video games. Uh, and I, I'm sure your kids... Have you been approached by somebody who wants to buy that up? Crom Social? Um, uh, I don't... We have... I can't say who. Uh, we've had, you know, some people, but... Um, Unfortunately, I can't listen to it. Okay, that's fine. I mean, what's your thought on that, though? Do you want somebody to buy it up, or do you want it to keep it independent? My goal before I even started Ground Social was I want to be the own CEO of my company that I started, and technically I'm not the CEO because I'm not 18. Uh, Um, But the way that we're growing right now, uh, you know, if the offer was right, yeah, but I'm having a lot of fun doing this right now, and it's keeping me very, you know, it's, it's what I do every single day, and it's, um, it's great. We're helping our kids around the world, and pretty much any idea that me, my brothers and sisters, my friends have, we have the we have the tools, we have the uh, the power to do it, and it's, yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, even like right now, I'm at, I'm actually in Los Angeles shooting videos, new videos for the site, um, oh, extremely popular videos that we do for the site called the Grom Spot. So, you know, I'm having fun doing it. Um, so, if someone would buy it, yeah, I'd sad to see it go. If the offer was right, maybe. Now you said. Uh, inter- by the way, you said around the world. This is an international site, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I, yeah, we're in over. Yep. I, I have one question. Do your parents make you do your homework first before you start working on <laughs> on this? Yeah, school school always comes first in our house. Yeah, and 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 you know, but you didn't know. By the way, I didn't say this before. He's homeschooled. Oh, is he really? So he lives in yep. his school. Yep. You know, and, and I found that with my son, when when there's something, and daughter, when there's something they're passionate about, and you and this is what they want to do, and it's like, I'm sorry, you can't do that unless you get your homework done. Their grades shot up. They both became straight A students, <laughs> and and that that's sports, music, art. You know, you know, uh, creating your own websites, or, or or what Zach has done here. I mean. It, it's, it's just a wonderful thing when a person finds their way. So, you know. this takes a fair amount of money, I imagine, to make happen, Mom, right? Because you've got 24-7 monitoring, and then you're talking about video productions and being in Los Angeles. I mean, right. How, how is it being financed? Um, you know, we do a lot of, um, well, how we finance it is a lot from, you know, private um, angel investors, friends and family um, okay. right now. Um, but we do have plans to go public in the future, um, hopefully later this year, which would be awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, that's something else that we've been working on. Or Dude, they got to let you be the CEO when how, you're 16. How many, how many 15-year-olds know what going public means? <laughs> <laughs> Just as I'm amazed. <laughs> his so, target, he, he was telling us about his target demo, right? Uh, graphics. I'm just oh. So, Zach, by the way, talking about Zach Marks, who was the originator, the developer, the developer and the future CEO of Grom Social. What What's your goal from this point on, then, um, uh, Zach? Oh, my goal is to reach 5 million kids by the end of the year um, and make it this into the biggest. I think we are the biggest kids social networking site out there, but 
make it more of a household name, make Grom a household name. And, yeah. Um, you know, when all these parents, you know, say, oh, yeah, my kids, you know, I won't let them on Facebook, like, kind of end those stories and have them, yeah, my kids not let them on Facebook, but hey, they're on Grom Social now, so it's they're fine. On- and, you know, stop all these awful, awful stories that you hear about these kids oh. going on Facebook and terrible yeah. things happening. So that's kind of our goal is to yeah. really grow this into a massively global company, which I think we're on our way doing. Um so it's been it's been amazing and um, so yeah my goal is to by the end of this year to hit five million kids. Wow! Now you have uh, we mentioned a little bit about it. I want to go back to it just a second. Is as I understand, there's a Portuguese version of this in Brazil. Yep, correct. There's a Portuguese version in Brazil because um, I we went down to Brazil. We spoke to some kids and uh, I went to schools actually did like a tour down there. Spoke to kids background social everybody. Absolutely loved it. Um, it literally, we had expectations going down there. Like, okay, yeah, we'll see, if, we'll see how they like it. It was so re- well received that uh, we had about eighty thousand kids, eighty thousand new sign up down there within uh, two weeks down in Brazil. And then now, looking back at it, uh, that was like in March, I think, of last year. So now we have um, you know about 230,000 kids just off of that one trip that we wow. did down there doing media and stuff. So it was very well received. Wow. Down there. Are there any other areas internationally that you're you're targeting or that are interested yeah, in? Yeah, we're exploring uh, different areas. I actually leave for Canada in like uh, on February 2nd, I believe, or something. I'm going up there to doing uh, a media tour up there. Um, possibly even talk to some schools. We are exploring changing our site into uh, a Spanish version um, yep. of the site and maybe exploring other countries so, like Spain um, and Portugal and other places like that. Sure, Mexico, I would imagine, would be a real natural for something Yeah, exactly. Like this. Yep, Mexico too is a big one. Oh, well, listen, Zach, I'm sorry you don't have more time to talk to you, but the best to you in all of this, folks, this is Zach Marks. Listen to that. You have heard... The next Mark Zuckerberg, I think. We've been talking with him here. It's called gromsocial.com. And if you go to internetadvisor.net, you'll find a link there as well. Zach, the very best to you and to your family. Thanks so much for being with us. Yep, thank you for having me. All right, just a minute. We're coming back to talk about gaming here on Internet Advisor. Allow me to uh, reintroduce us, in case you just bumped into us here at uh, WJR. 760 AM, the great voice of the Great Lakes. We are with you from the Internet Advisor, normally on from 4 to 6 of the afternoon on Saturdays, a little later. But uh, because of coverage of the Michigan State University basketball game that will begin at 530, we have the pleasure of being with you a little bit earlier. And it's given us an opportunity to talk to some very interesting people. My name is Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Rudella with me in studio, as well as one of my other tech specialists. That is Mr. Shane Hamlin, but he's wearing a different guise in here. <laughs> yeah, it's today. a little a little strange being in, uh, as a guest. That's right. right. You are in the guest role right, right now, and you've got some guests with you. Why don't you quickly in, uh, get them involved in the conversation and introduce them as well? I do. I have. Um, uh, we're doing a, a, a video game show called po- uh, Pwn Radio, mm-hmm. and I have my co-host with me, Brian, which uh, a Floyd, we go by Floyd. We're going to go by Floyd, right? Yeah, now everybody knows. Now everyone knows. <laughs> it's going out to millions now. Yeah. <laughs> but my co-host Floyd, um, we do a uh, show on video games um, every week on Sunday night uh, on Podcast Detroit. Great network. It's beca- yep. it's booming. It's going. It's growing. Oh, it's, it's growing. incredible how it's grown. That, by the way, folks, if you those of you listening to us, it and the D, yeah. uh, those guys, a crazy bunch of guys who uh, started a great podcast that has just gone to you know incredible listenership, uh, and then. 
decided to create their own podcast network, and that in turn has exploded, exploded. with programs like Pwned Radio. Pwned Radio, and I brought a guest as well. And another member of that uh, group is... I am Theo Gridiron Spite. And some of you may know him <laughs> from the Detroit Lions games, right? You are the man who is the four down the field man, right? Yes, yes, yes. I sing the fight song, the most, the greatest fight song in the entire NFL, in my opinion. <laughs> well, w- listen, we are looking forward to hearing that here on WJR. Yes, that's right. That's We're about right. to become the radio station for, I have been officially named the radio station of the Detroit Lions. So next season, next season. Next which is, season. That's our, our, our favorite phrase yeah, here, it isn't is. it? Yes. Next yes. season. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you are not a true Lions fan if you have not said next season at least 5,000 times. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about your podcast coming up, yeah. but let's go back to you guys. Um, Shane, you and Floyd, actually, this is a partnership yeah. that started how many years ago? Uh, you see, I, I keep saying not so long ago, but Floyd keeps re- uh, correcting me and saying it's been eight years. Yeah, I was an intern yes. down at CBS Radio when I was in college oh. and, and just tried to work my way into any show I possibly could after getting hired as a board op. Ran into Shane and Bill Doyle, who is no longer in the market, and so Shane invited me to be part of the show, and here we are eight it's years been history, later. It's history. So we have an 11, you know, a guy who started at 11 years of age, you know, yeah. and I looked at your face, and I thought, this is a children's crusade program, you know, because you had to have started when you were 11, but was, you were younger, you were a, uh, an intern at that time. Yes, I was an aspiring radio personality. I'll... Moved on to bigger and better things, but then came <laughs> back to it. It never, it never leaves you, right? It doesn't. It is a disease that I have suffered from for 40 years. <laughs> Absolutely. So, we, you know, we did our show, Pwn Radio, there for, jeez, uh, probably three or four years. <laughs> And uh, they finally threw us out. <laughs> they said uh, radio format changes. Yeah, we had a little. Uh, we had a, yeah. a, a, I guess, a bigwig from Texas come in and say, "Who plays video games?" And uh, we knew right there our, our days were limited. Well, something that I did at our website, and I was looking around, as a matter of fact, to to find something to verify this. But I saw on. Um, well, I did get a, a mm-hmm. grab a statistic. Yeah. I think that says. Let's see. What what I quoted on our homepage is that. Um, the global revenue for games, this is back in 2014, 14. according to a Polygon, was $83.6 billion. In the meantime, the Motion Picture Association said that the movie industry worldwide grossed $36.4 billion. In other words, roughly a little more than twice as much for games. Yeah. Well, now, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a huge, it's always been a huge industry, gaming, video games. Um, but now it's, you know, since we did our show on 97.1 and coming back to Podcast Detroit, a new show, it's a different, it's a different field now. How is it different? Well, I would, I would, back then uh, you had games like uh, MMOs that were, you know, dedicated tons and tons. MMO of meaning? Uh, multiplayer online games. Okay. Uh, where you sit there for hours and then playing these games like EverQuest and World of Warcraft. And I think now it's more instantaneous. People want the gratification like right now. So you've got gamers that are into it for... They're, they're not into it for the long haul. Like, they wouldn't sit down at a council for 15 hours. Mm. So the, the industry has changed, and, and now that you've got, you know, eSports, you know, gaming is actually trying to become a professional sport. Really? You know? Well, it is a professional it sport. It is, yeah. Depending on who you ask. Uh, you know, one of the things that Shane was just talking about is that the games were different back then. It was just about playing the game. Now it's about the social aspect of the game, and even more importantly, the artistic ability of these people who are creating these games. So there's a movie within a game. So you talk Mm. about these games being movies and games together in one. 
It was interesting. Well, I was asking my grandson. Yeah. Matter of fact, you were yeah. he were together on yeah. the air. Mm-hmm. He was talking about Minecraft. Yeah. This has been like three or four years ago. And yeah. I said, Jack, you know, so w- w- what is it about the game that it, that attracts you? And he was talking about that some of the games. I think it was World of Warcraft. Yeah. No, not World of Warcraft. Um, Call of Duty. Yeah. They, they have like storylines through them. Correct. And you kind of can enter or choose a storyline to to go through, and then you you move along with the the. the the story as it's being going on as it flows through. I mean, all these games, especially a game like Fallout, which uh, which Floyd plays a lot of. Yes. I mean, a lot. And uh, Fallout Four came out, and you can literally be involved in this game where you have a you have a homestead, and you you wind up finding yourself decorating your house with furniture. <laughs> And, and and I know Floyd was telling me about hours spending looking for stuff to hang on his wall. Yeah, my brother-in-law played the game, and he spent hours looking for all of the balls for his uh, pool table. So he had to run around for hours and hours just looking for the balls Amazing. to fill the fill the rack. It, well, was, you know, it, was, <laughs> it was interesting because you know back when the internet was starting to be broadcast or even or narrowcast over. The internet, when television was starting to happen, everybody said, well, now you're going to see games grow up within a television um, show or a television series. Mm-hmm. The other way around is starting to happen, right? That's really how this is all being integrated together. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Actually, uh, coming out very soon, uh, Assassin's Creed, which is a very popular video game, mm-hmm. they're actually making a movie of, which is going to be one of the first of its kind. And I don't wow. think I think you'll see that for games like Halo, games like Call of Duty. You know, it's almost as if there is a blurring between the two. Mm-hmm. I just saw the other day uh, somebody has created... Now, this takes me back to... Um, oh, what was the book? Um, Aldous Huxley wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, about feelies, the movies where you went into the movie and you actually felt what was going on. Yeah. And they have developed a suit now where you can get the reactions from it. Yeah. And unfortunately, they're, they're all of it's also been developments in the adult entertainment industry yeah. well, that, that, that have locked this in. But the point, I don't want to go yeah. that way, uh-huh. no. but there have been the technology. Yeah. Unfortunately, the adult entertainment, pornography, has often been on the cutting edge of technology because they want to make more money off of this stuff. Yeah. And now it's getting to where you can, you'll be able to feel sensations while you're playing a game or yeah. watching something. You'll actually be inside the experience. Yeah, and I've always said this. There's a movie that came out uh, called Her. Oh, and Her, that's right. There's a very good explanation how I think gaming is going to go in the future where it, it does involve you into the, the 3D, brings you into the world, and actually projects the world around you within your room as a, as a hologram. Oh, that, well, you, know, you and I talked about, yeah. and I was saying, you know, virtual reality, it's yeah. just a matter of time before you inject that into gaming, you say, ah, oh, it never happened, but I'm not so sure of that. I don't, yeah, well, like we said, we we have a little difference of opinion. I don't think the the, the headsets are going to work. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to have to be a, a complete environment, the okay. whole room, really? where you're not okay. encumbered by a headset. What because if, there's a lot of fast-moving parts to a, yes, a video game. That's true. And when you're playing like a game, like Call of Duty, every millisecond counts. So the the reaction of those headsets, I don't think are going to well, be ready for that. But we're seeing some some latency right now. But I think that's going away. Oh, it, you, it could be. I mean, if there's the impetus, yeah. in other words, if there's the money out to make it work, if yeah. people will buy them, if Ed will go out and get a you know a headset for himself, in other words, I mean, just it's just a huge industry. I mean, we yeah. were talking about you know movies and so forth. I mean, <clears throat> World of Warcraft movies coming out. And it's going to be a huge blockbuster. Oh, I bet it is. I mean, simply got, because of the number of people that play the game. Correct. And you had TV shows that were dedicated to video games like Defiance. Defiance was a huge multiplayer online game. Oh, really? And they had a show on sci fi called Defiance. Yes, I watched it. And they interact 
the show with the no, game. So things I, that would happen in the game, what you'd see on the show, and things that would happen in the show, you'd see happen in the game. I had no idea that was a game. It was. Though. I didn't either. <laughs> I watched that. I watched that show. It started out as a well, it's still a video game to this day. I mean, yeah. still people play it, but MMOs are they're they're finding their time. I think now things are moving towards like League of Legends, uh, competitive video game play. Floyd, you talked about the social aspect of gaming. Tell me a little bit about that. So if you take a look at the platforms, the way you use them, it gives you the ability to interact in so many different ways and kind of brings you back to the virtual reality is you can do more than just game while you're gaming. Um, you know, being involved in these groups and these leagues that are playing at, com- at a competitive level, wow. it, the the future of gaming is really creating teams and groups that compete against other groups, which in turn leads us back to the East piece of it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's really what you're, it's, it's what, what's coming. And the sporting industry That's is crazy. really fighting this because they, for some reason, old school sports announcers, the guys at ESPN, I mean, we've had guys at ESPN walk, leave the network because they were concentrating on esports. So we get, we get into some of well, the but, but some of the best games are like Madden and yeah. a number of the other ones that are all about sports. Yeah, right? I know. Well, we're going to continue talking about gaming and about the Pwned Radio Show, which is a podcast that's on the Podcast Detroit Network. We also have Theo, Theo. Gridiron Spite in the studio with us. Uh, that's the man who's behind the four down the field theme for the Lions. We'll be talking with him as well about his podcast. All that coming up on the Internet Advisors. Stick around. We'll be here till 530. <laughs> You're listening to the Internet Advisor. My name is Foster Brown, co-host and producer of the program. And I'd like to thank some of the folks behind the glass. Mike Stett, thank you for engineering. And Logan Stanifer, our producer, thank you very much. She will be answering your calls when you start calling us, hopefully, at the top of the hour, 4 o'clock. And uh, we'll be taking your calls at 800-859-0957. And that's when you can call us with your questions about your computer or device, about the Internet, getting on it, getting around it, or as we say, getting over it occasionally. Uh, In studio right now, I'm delighted to have Shane Hamlin, who is one of our... Uh, tech advisors normally, but he's also he's here with a different hat on right now, representing his podcast called Pwned Radio, and uh, with him is Floyd, who is his co-host, and then somebody else in studio with us, uh, who also has a pod- uh, podcast program, is Theo Spite, Theo Gridiron Spite, the man behind Four Down the Field at Ford Field. Theo, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Tell me something. When you hear them talking about games, game means something a little different to you because uh, you're out there in the stadium, the real live sport game where it's all really happening. Right. You know, just listening to what they were saying, I was thinking that as a if, if you if you're if you're a football fan or just any sport, if you're a sport, you're a fan of a sport, and maybe you never had the athletic ability to actually really play or play very good. I think. A virtual reality video game where you could get in the game, and that's I think that's one of that's EA Sports thing. Get mm-hmm. in the game, mm-hmm. but not just with the controller in your hand. Actually, being in the game where you ah. could feel, where you're talking about things where you could feel the hits. You could actually become Tom oh, Brady wow. for for about five or six hours or whatever. <laughs> you know, you want to become. I would want to become like Ziggy Ansah because I like to hit people. So I would, <laughs> so I would I would definitely want to do that. But I think that that would be amazing. That would be an amazing thing, and, and the, the way the NFL is right now, NFL is king as far as sports. NFL is king, and you could—I I, I would imagine there would be like a line of people who would want to try this on, put some pads on, sure, sure. and actually go into a room, like you said, mm-hmm. go into this room, kind of like remember, wow. like remember, like on Star Trek, where you yeah. where you the go holodex. into the holodeck, the holodeck. exactly. Right. Yeah, you exactly. go into the holodeck and line up. You know, no, so does, does does 
Does Giselle come with that? <laughs> that would they be awesome. Yes, right. <laughs> if, if you could make that happen, we might need to call up Zach and see if he can <laughs> put some code together and make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. That now, would be. You guys, oh, go ahead, Floyd. You I was just going to say, one thing that sh- uh, Theo and I shared over the break is that we both weren't very good athletes when we were younger. No, no, so, who, I didn't say that. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll outwardly admit it. It's, uh, it's okay. But it made me think, uh, how many parents aren't letting their kids play sports in anymore because, because of the injury. Oh, absolutely. Concussions in football. Or in soccer. So, uh, pardon me, in, in the hockey. That yeah. would be a new sport. And if you could put, <laughs> to, if you could put together and tell you, you never thought you would say, instead of putting a baseball glove or a football in my kid's hand, I'll put a remote control in it and get him to become good at a video game sport hmm. that may one day lead to him being a professional athlete on a virtual level. Hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Wow. Interesting. Th- that, that's very interesting. You know, I, I have heard, tell me about this, that there are actually, um, people will watch videos of people <laughs> playing games. I and, mean, that to me kind of blew my mind when I heard and it. And that's why you have... It's, it's incredibly popular. Yeah, and that's why you have Turner Broadcasting and, and ESPN tapping into, because when you have a kid sitting on Twitch, which is... Uh, Twitch is the name of it, which right. Is, yeah, you have a kid sitting there on Twitch playing Call of Duty, and he has um, uh, 50,000 people live watching him, or 100,000, or... 2.6 million followers. Wait, that many? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and the the networks are trying to tap into that. That's that's. Oh not, my I mean, Lord. It's, it's all about money. I mean, everything oh, is okay. Obviously, and yeah. that's. But when they see that, that's when they want to hold tap it, guys. It. Aren't we headed towards a wall e kind of society? Yeah. Where we've got these bloated, formerly humans, you know, kind of sitting in chairs, living in virtual worlds. Yeah. I mean, is oh, that yeah. is that a little kind hmm. of a scary possibility? You know, where people you know aren't really touching ground, Gary, yeah. you know, in the real world. Your and son's an excellent athlete. I can't imagine I, him being satisfied but, with the virtual reality. No, and I don't think anybody that is really in sports today would do that. But I think to, uh, to Floyd's point, it's the next generation, maybe. Yeah. But you when know. you talk about people maybe not doing it, I, I've read somewhere, I don't remember where I, where I even saw this at, but teams use this. Teams are starting Ooh. to use professional, uh, sports teams. professional sports teams. As a matter of fact, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, who is who's he's a oh, quarterback uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Right, right. Carson Palmer has used virtual reality to learn the playbook. So not not only learn the playbook, but to go in and play against the defense wow. that he's about to face. So he can wow. pick up tendencies and go through different audibles and see if they work. If Maybe they that's work. why they won that last game. I, I mean, <laughs> the way Aaron Rodgers was, they needed something, right? Oh, but, but I mean, oh. but, but teams, I don't know. I don't think a lot of the teams in the NFL are using it, but – Sports, sports, sports is all about copycat. But it makes perfect sense. Yes, makes absolutely perfect sense to make that part of the training to understand. For instance, you watch and you hear them talk about watching um, film. You know, they're watching the other team. Uh, if you're in baseball, you're watching the pitchers, and you may not be able to get in front of them all the time. So obviously, you're watching the videos of them. Why not step into a virtual reality with that? Absolutely I incredible. See, I mean, the great topics. That's why you have a show on Podcast and Trade, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's talk for just a minute about yeah. that whole notion of um, of how podcasts are now kind of becoming the new, uh, well, what do you want to call it, realm of broadcast. That's what we think. I mean, that's what we that's what we're trying. I mean, it's a it's a different it's a different thing than terrestrial radio and, and doing a live show. I mean, here we're here, Floyd and I are during our first show. We're like we're expecting phone calls. And we're, mm. we're trying. You know, it's it's a different feel, and I know. And I know working on podcasts to try doing it at that network, uh, it makes it easier because it's a good environment for these kind of shows. Right. Uh, they've we've got a great lineup of shows. I mean, just a huge lineup of shows, Incredible everything you lineup. can imagine. Yeah. Um, and that's why I brought Theo because I think his shows 
really good. I mean, it's it's he's got that insight on on that on that line angle. Talk a little bit, Theo, about what you're doing with your show, which my, is Four Down the Field. My show is called Four Down the Field, and I was I was approached I was approached by uh, a coworker of mine. He has a show. His his show is is a uh, it's, it's a geek show where they just go about they talk about Star Wars, different things like right, that. Right, right. So he uh, he pro- he approached me and asked me. If I'd be interested in it, and I'd been trying to do the radio thing, you know, trying to get where you are, yeah. and so I said, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do it. And it started out, I'm just my my thing is just an hour. I just get in and get out. Yep. I hit you hard, and I'm and, I, and I'm talking about football. I usually yeah. do a recap of the games, yep. and then I come through, and I'm able to be. A lot of people want to say that I'm a slappy, I'm a homer, and all this other kind of stuff because I wear the hard hat, but. I'm a passionate fan. I like. I love the Lions. Mm-hmm. I love the Lions, regardless of whatever I do on the sideline. You can feel that, and that's infectious. Right, and I think people, a lot of fans, honestly, Detroit media is not so nice to Detroit fans. Oh no, you know, <laughs> I mean, and we all understand. There's, there's a, a, one of the one of the so-called reasons why there's been a change mm-hmm. in the Lions moving over to you guys. He's a because, big, he's a big fan of yours, by the way. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of his, but. A lot of times, there are a lot of Lions fans out there who don't want to hear the Lions suck. Yes, they don't want to hear that. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, you can't put you can't put lipstick on a pig and not call it <laughs> still call it a pig. So if the team loses forty five to zip, I would still say they lost forty five right. to zip. Right. But I'm not. I just don't want to go through and just say they suck. They suck. They suck. Right. And get a big shovel and rebury them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There are a lot of people who just want to get on here right. and just try to find some type some positive. Right. I just give it a spin. Now. now I get I'm, I'm I'm able to get some callers and and they call in and they like to point out how wrong I am and that's fine. Sure. But I just and so we we debate that's the, it. That's the fun of having that interaction there, which is kind of interesting, folks. We're talking about podcasting, which in my, I've been in broadcasting up forty years, a little over forty years. And when I got to WJR in nineteen ninety six, I was yeah. like getting to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, everything changed so radically. <laughs> in some ways, when I have you guys on talking about podcasting, it's like talking about the early days of radio. So my very best to you guys as you launch out. Theo, uh, Gridiron Spite, thanks so much for being with us. His podcast is called Four Down the Field. And of course, Shane Hamlin and Floyd, thank you very much. Pwn Radio. Radio. Look for it. There there will be links, by the way, to those programs uh, at internetadvisor.net, our homepage, and you can find out more about them. They are on a a podcast network called Podcast Detroit. And you go to podcastdetroit.com, you'll find out more about those shows and many others. Thanks, guys, for being here. Coming up, our next hour, next hour and a half, is special to you. I just call it your hour. That's when, every week, we give you an opportunity to call us with your questions about your computer, about whatever device you have, or about getting around the internet. It's a unique opportunity you have to call us at 800-859-0957 and get some help. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to MITechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Now let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor.
Welcome to the Internet Advisor, your place for answers to your computer questions since 1998, with your co-hosts Gary Baker and Foster Brown and their team of tech experts. The door is always open at internetadvisor.net, on Facebook and through Twitter. But right now it's time to get you in touch with your helpful hosts on this week's edition of Internet Advisor. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. My name is Foster Brown, your co-host and producer. And Gary Baker and Ed Rudell and Shane Hamlin are in studios. We're here to do what we love to do best, and that is answer your questions. Phone lines are open at 800-859-0957. 800-859-0957. Give us a call right now, and we'll be back in just a moment with Mike Brennan to start our question and answer program. Welcome to the Internet Advisor, and it may be a surprise to you, our number two of the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, and normally during this uh, hour and the next one between uh, 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock, we're on Saturday afternoons, uh, weather permitting and the football and basketball schedules permitting. Uh, But today, because of the uh, basketball game starting at 5.30, we began our show at 3 o'clock with some great guests. And now in this hour of the program, we're going to start taking your calls at 800 859-0957. And we've got Kurt in Chesterfield standing by. We're going to be getting to him in just a minute. Gary Baker, my co-host in studio. Gary, good to have you here. And it's always good to be here. Mr. Ed Rudell, happy birthday to you, by the way. I love my job. Oh, wrong. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so used to telling my boss that. <laughs> we have been dining on Ed's birthday cake here. And Shane Hamlin, good to have you here. Now wearing your other hat. My other hat, my tech hat now. <laughs> Glad to have you here. Uh, Shane and Ed, Gary and I will be taking your calls from now, after we talk in just a moment with Mike Brennan, to 5.30, so an hour and a half of taking your calls at 800 Eight five nine zero nine five seven. So if you'd like to join Kurt from Chesterfield, I suggest you do that. Don't wait to the very end, which a lot of people do. And we have a whole bunch of people there, and we really don't have a chance to get to all of them. So if you want to get your call in, it doesn't have to be big and terribly complicated, or it could just be something that's frustrating you with your computer and uh, getting around the Internet. We'd be happy to take a crack at answering it. Lots of, lots of experience in here. Speaking of experience... Mr. Mike Brennan is with us. He is the editor of MI Tech News. And about this time, every week, we talk with him about uh, his free news service, MI Tech News, which is available for you by simply entering your email address and uh, then sending it off to mitechnews.com or going on our homepage, internetadvisor.net, and then going down the page to where Mike's smiling face awaits you and hitting the subscribe now button. And what will they get for that, Mike? They'll get headlines like some of the ones we're going to talk about right now. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. I like that experience thing. I prefer that over getting older. So. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a little too touchy for all of us. <laughs> well, one of the headlines, and by the way, just to give you a little flavor, folks, and that's why we do these headlines every week, to give you kind of examples of the things that Mike is talking about here, uh, you've got a, on a much lot, well, national and international level, um, Apple has been has issued a patch that will prevent hackers from hacking iPhones, which I didn't know they could. Yeah, well, it's uh, particularly if you're in these coffee shops or different places like that, hackers mm. can set up fake Wi-Fi networks. Yep. And uh, apparently the, uh, and the company that found this vulnerability alerted Apple way back in June, and only now is Apple fixing that Ooh. so that it would not tie you into these fake Wi-Fi networks, which could then harvest your personal information, your mm-hmm. cookies, everything else. So yeah. That's called, a, Eddie, isn't that called a man-in-the-middle attack, I think? 
The one where they somebody gets into a Wi-Fi or gets near like a coffee shop, right? And they set it up, right? Mike? You know, I'm not sure what the term is. I mean, that, yeah, that's, I like that's that. what the. I think that's the, what it's called, the, yeah. The, the cyber guys call it that, the man-in-the-middle attack. That's exactly what it is. So they'll, they'll either park outside or in, maybe even sit inside the uh, coffee shop and set up shop in there, and then you think you're on the coffee shop's website, but you're actually not. And uh, Apple has patched a vulnerability through that. Uh, another thing, yeah. and I thought I'd bring this up because I know you, we, you deal with attacks all over the state, and this one has to do with a smart zone out in Holland. Yeah, the, uh, there's several of these. Actually, I think there's 15 or 16 of them around the state. But Holland has been petitioning for its own, and uh, it's in the Lake Michigan shoreline area. Uh, it'll be I have a map of it on my website, so you can actually see it. It's a pretty large area within Holland itself, and uh, you know, lots of great things happen inside these smartphones. They get uh, tax incentives and things like that. And right. so, if you're looking to set up a company, these are a great place to do it. Mm. And I, I bring that up, folks, because you'll find news that goes across the state, not just about Detroit or Southeast Michigan, but uh, if you're in the very busy area, which is out in, for instance, Michi- Western Michigan near uh, Holland, you'll get information from that area as well. And then one that uh, affects the state level, and boy, certainly has been a big source of conversation, is about the emails that our governor, Rick Snyder, sent back and forth, and it shows a uh, flailing Department of Environmental Quality, to say the least. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stories I've heard from lots of different people, including insiders, but essentially the 300 pages of emails that he released, there's no smoking gun. Uh, Mm -hmm. It looks more, you know, I've discussed this with people within the administration, and, you know, this is three or four levels down. Is the governor, does he know all the things that's going on three or four levels down? He has to take people's word for it. I'm not defending him in this case, but, but that's exactly pretty much what happened. And if you read the emails, that's pretty, you know, there is... Nothing in there that clearly points to him as doing a bad thing or right. ignoring the issue or anything like that. Right. And isn't, that's a scary thing, I think, some ways in, with, with email. Right? When, you, when you look at governmental structures, that this stuff just, just is not on people's radar. And it slips by. And the fact that this would go on for such a long time in Flint and with, you know... S- the whole business of lead in the water makes me crazy. Uh, my wife worked, uh, Jenny worked as a social worker in Detroit and saw cases where, where children have been horribly damaged by paint in, in for instance, in the, in the paint on the walls in old homes in Detroit where the kids, you know, might have picked it up and were eating it. They were, you know, toddlers. And the damage that can be done to them in terms of, you know, their mental functions and everything else because of this is, is horrible. And to find that, that that was something in the water is just... It's incredible. Well, lead, lead in general is bad in your body, but Period. when you're small and in a developmental mm. stage, it's particularly bad for your body. Absolutely. It's a really bad thing. So. Well, again, that's just some of the news that you'll get on Fridays. You'll get all that email information sent to you if you go to mitechnews.com and sign up there or to our website and sign up. Also on Wednesdays, Mike's got a lot of video and audio that you'll get. All of that absolutely free. So if you're interested in news about entrepreneurship in Michigan and technology, make sure you're part of MI Tech News. Mike, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, guys. Let's do it next week. All right. Back in a moment. Well, thank you once again for joining us here on the Internet Advisor. And uh, a little shifted around in terms of our times, but now the good news is 
I hope for you, that if you've been listening to us over a period of time and uh, you have a computer and you have had some concerns, you've had some problems with it and want to know how you can get some solutions, you can get one right now by calling us at 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven. We have a whole panel of experts here. Gary Baker, our internet advisor. Ed Rudell and Shane Hamlin is here with us for a little while. And myself, Foster Brown. We would love to share what experience we have. And um, Gary, uh, pardon me, and Ed and Shane in particular have been troubleshooters for a long time with uh, Windows systems and also are familiar to some extent with Apple. Right. And, and, so, and I'd like to thank uh, Shane because he's been answering a number of our emails now. Yes, thank you. I don't know how you find the time to do that with your business and, and pwned radio, <laughs> but he, I'll see him, you know, you know, yeah. pick out a few of those and reply back. I'd and, like to do more, but, you know, when I see him, I'm like, oh, I don't want to jump on that. And I like, I don't want to hog them all. But, uh-huh. you know, I wish I could do them all, but it's just, you're right. I'm just, it gets so busy sometimes. And your experience is coming from running a retail operation yeah. and dealing with a lot of questions people ask on a day-to-day basis. Yep. And Ed, you work with uh, some of the uh, top executives at GM with their with their communications. And family and, and friends and, and, and their exactly. friends and so on. <laughs> so a lot of real life experience. Yeah. We, had a, we had a couple really interesting people write us emails this week that, and, and they detailed their their um you know, all the troubleshooting techniques, and I'm like, oh, they did so well with all the troubleshooting, <laughs> but they skipped a step. Oh, no. And so I reply back to him, did you try this? And I yeah. haven't heard back. It's almost I love like- the way, I love the way you compliment people, by the way, on that. And it's really good, because we want it, folks, we want, when you do things right, we want to reinforce that. And I hope you'll yeah. hear that on the air. Speaking of on the air, let's get to the calls. They're starting to come in right now. So let's talk to Kurt from Chesterfield. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you, Kurt? Well, I have several- uh- uh, Windows-based machines, probably starting with like Windows Seven or and up. Okay. And uh, I travel quite extensively, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, Asia, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for something that would uh, I could if if one of my laptops gets uh, redistributed to somebody else, uh, <laughs> stole it, whatever that. Uh, <laughs> that I could uh, possibly track it down. Oh, okay. So if your device uh, takes a, a, a trip in a foreign land you want to know, or anywhere, you want to know if, what's, what are good devices that have good tracking when they go bye-bye <laughs> with somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You'd, Shane? You'd be amazed. I mean, uh, Lojack. I mean, Lojack for the cars is oh, also yeah. available for laptops. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and I think Dell offers yeah. it with theirs. And HP and Apple yeah. also provide the ability. There's a something. There's a is a feature you can enable in the BIOS. In the BIOS, yes. So that uh, if 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 you're purchasing that service or paid for that service, it's enabled and it will track your PC. So anytime it's powered on and on a network, mm-hmm. it'll uh, find my PC. You know. Well, and there's, and there's what, a number what about, of others. What about just uh, like a program for a computer I currently own and not getting it, uh, not buying it brand new? Well, Lojack, it sounds like, is the one they were talking okay. about. Yeah, am, I, you, am I right? Correct. You can a lot of times when you purchase a laptop, you'll see it comes with you know one year subscription to Lojack or one year subscription to the HP or or Dell subscription for their for their uh, if that happens to be an HP or Dell machine. But what he's asking, I think, yeah. what, well, what I mean, if you correct. had a PC that you've purchased in the last four years, yeah. it has that ability. Yeah. That's even right. even my Lenovo yeah. has that ability. Yeah. Yeah. Built it's in. built into it's Windows. Built in. 
Yeah, built into Windows. Yeah. Okay. Just like, just... Uh, all right, I'll give it a try. Thanks. <laughs> okay, yeah, you Kurt. can also use Dropbox. It's built into Dropbox. There's a oh, number. Really? Yeah. yeah. Anytime there's a number of programs out there that uh, they'll phone home. Yeah, Microsoft right? Ten or Windows Ten. As soon as they, as soon as it's connected to a network again. Wow. Yeah. But low jack up. It's, uh, I'm thinking, you know, you can with buy cars. That. Yeah, you yeah. can buy that. Yeah. Or, but you're saying but it's built in. Built into Windows. Where is it built into Windows? Uh, settings. Yeah. So it's uh, you go to uh, well, just type in uh, where's my computer or where's my computer, where's my computer? Yep, in your wow, home. and that's on a Windows Ten Windows machine. 10. Yep. Fascinating. Yeah, okay. I, you can go to search and File Explorer, and then uh, you can find you know. And I forgot about that feature, but it's included with Windows Ten. And um, if you enable uh, the Cortana service, mm. that feature is enabled too. And that's that's one of the things you need to enable because it has to have GPS enabled and tracking services. And Okay, so... You can, you can also get it on Windows 8.1, but if you have Windows 8.1 and you haven't upgraded to 10, upgrade to 10. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> that's that's an right. easy one. It's free. Okay. Let's go to Tom and Wyandotte. Tom, thank you very much for being with us here on the Internet Advisor. What can we do for you this afternoon? I've got a MacBook Pro that I bought in uh, 2009, and mm-hmm. lately I've been getting a message on uh, my Gmail and other screens saying that my browser is out of date and no longer supported. Hmm. Plus, whenever I go to link on a few different things, it won't take me there. What are you? And what's, what's, I tried calling the Apple Store, and they said because my computer is more than five years old, they won't help me. Huh? Now, which went, which browser? Which browser are you using? Uh, Safari. Safari. Yeah, see. I tried. I can download Chrome and uh, Leopard, Snow Leopard, and all these things, but it won't install. It won't? They won't install on my computer. uh, I don't know what the issue is, but. I'm wondering if you have a uh, non-Intel computer. In other words, uh, processor, pardon me, because there was a point where. Am I right, Gary? The problem is we don't have Cal with us in studio yeah. right yeah. now. It's, 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 his machine isn't. You said your machine wasn't wasn't over five years old, right? No, two thousand nine. He said two thousand nine. Yeah. Uh, two thousand nine should have an Intel processor. It have, yeah, yeah, it should. I mean, have you ran Have you ran uh, an update on your OS? Uh, I don't know what that is. Well, have you tried updating your operating system? He's asking. And code yeah. to the latest version of the operating system. What operating system are you using right now? Oh, I can't tell you. I'm okay. right now. I'm okay. In my car. If I you go, oh, okay. When you get home, look at the, uh, if you go into the Apple uh, icon in the upper left-hand corner, click on that, and uh, it'll tell you about, about. it'll say about this Mac, and you'll go in there and you'll see where the version is, and Mm -hmm. there'll be an update button. Go ahead and click that update button. It'll check for updates, and then if there are any updates, it'll actually update your OS, yeah. or it'll it'll start the process of getting that going. That could be the problem yeah. you're having. But yeah. you know, we'd like to see if he could we could get Chrome working for him too, because mm-hmm. even if you do go back to Safari and make that work, you want to have two browsers. So yeah. If you can't download Chrome, you might try Firefox. I've downloaded Chrome and I've downloaded the new uh, Snow Leopard, and neither one will install. Well, wait, hang on, hang on, just a second. Uh, Chrome is a browser. Snow Leopard is actually an an operating system. So, so what? Let's just step back for just a second to keep them in order. Check with what uh, Shane had said. You know, when you get home, go to that Apple logo, click on the About This Machine, see what the update, what the date on it is, and then there's an Update button. Click on the Update button, and it, if you can, if it can update, it should take you to the newer or the next or 
whatever the operating system is that the next one up that it can it can handle. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I would also recommend after you've done that, you can always go to the internetadvisor.net website. Yep. You know, because you're listening to us right now and you right. have there's a contact us button there. Right. When you fill out that information, um, it'll go to Shane, myself, and Cal, who's on vacation, and I know he's gonna want to get away from his wife. Okay. <laughs> I you just know it. <laughs> Shh, don't, Shh. Oh, don't put it that well, you know, he, he's gonna be, you know, <laughs> they're gonna be on vacation. I know I'll sit in the lobby and reply to emails. So um, and, I, and, I, and I'll send him a text message that, uh, you know, if I see your email, I'll tell him that, you know, that, uh, that's to help point. you out. Very good point. Yeah, we have people who listen who are uh, are far more expert at Apple than we are right now. Normally, Cal is in studio here precisely to help us with these things, but we'll pass that one on to him. Okay, Tom? All right, I appreciate it. Thank All right, you. Thank you very much. Uh, our number here is 800-859-0957. And by the way, we're going to be open and taking your questions for another complete hour until 5.30 when coverage of the Michigan State University basketball game will start. So get your calls in. Start right now. And we've got a couple people on hold right now. Bill from Highland will be back with you in just a moment. Again, that number is 800 859 And we're here to answer your questions all the way for the next hour until 5.30. So get your calls in and we'll get some answers for you here on the Internet Advisor. Want to give a tip of the hat to, to the people behind the glass, as we say. Mike Stetz, who is our uh, engineer and making things happen there, and Logan Standiford, who is our producer this afternoon. Thank you very much, folks, for helping us. And let's get to our next call. And um, Logan, I may need to find out who that is. I tell you what, I'm just going to jump on this and say hello to whoever is there. Hi, who are we talking to? Bill. Welcome. Joe, Joe. Joe. Okay, Joe, how are you? I'm Welcome. awake. <laughs> Welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can I help you? Well, actually, I've got some information that might be useful for your previous caller. Oh, thank you very much. That's right. I charge extra. <laughs> yeah, we'll I know you you're, a, you're, an, you're an, a Mac, uh, both fan and somebody who's very uh, experienced with it. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, if he's running anything below 10.6, uh, which would be Leopard, um, I'm sorry, that'd be Snow Leopard, that will not handle Google. And Google, I'm um. sorry, not Google, Chrome. And Chrome will not operate on anything that is not Intel-based. Uh huh. We did know that. Okay. 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 Two other things. There are two browsers. They're problematic at times, but it'll run anything below 10.6. And, well, I don't know above because I haven't tried it. Mm -hmm. But SeaMonkey and OmniWeb. SeaMonkey. I've heard of SeaMonkey before. And the other one is OmniWeb. Okay. OmniWeb. Thank you, Joe. That's really good. So uh, he bought it in 2009, he said, his uh, computers from 2009. And we were kind of tossing it around in the studio. They had, they had shifted to Intel processors at that point, hadn't they? I think at that point there may still have been some that were running only on power PCs. Uh, yeah, and, and when I looked it up, it looked like it was mid-year that there was uh, Intel was available with the dual core. Okay. Okay, that it may be. So well, that was probably the transition. Or possibly even a G5. Oh, no, that's right. He's running a Mac Pro or a, a, a MacBook. MacBook, yeah. Um, because some of those were also at the point where they were not Intel based in any way, shape, or form. So yep. you got to watch yeah. out. You got to watch out for those clearance sales. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. All right, Joe. Thank you so much for giving us a hand by giving us a call. 
million dollars, so send it along. <laughs> All right, Joe. Thanks a million. Take care of yourself. Folks, by the way, this is the way the program works, has been for years, Gary, and, uh, and Shane, right. is that we love it when you folks out there have information we may not and call to help us. That is outstanding. You know, I'm having problems with my hydrostatic transmission. Maybe someone can call me on my for my tractor. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right, let's go back. By the way, the phone number again, 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven. Ruth out in Westland, how can we help you? Hi, I've got a public service announcement and a question. It's been screened. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, uh, whenever you do, whenever you push that button uh, that says uh, about upgrading to Windows ten, uh-huh. whenever you push that button that says download and install later, mm-hmm. be, be very sure that you're prepared for that installation. Because once you hit that button, you get three days to install it. If you don't install it, they will install it for you. Oh. Okay, that was my experience. All right, let's back now, up again. Wait, wait. I'll, that, that's I'll, that's Ruth. Ruth, hang on a second, because I want to, I want to underline that. Uh, Ed, have you seen this happen before? Have you heard about I, this? I, I've read about it, that when people do it, and then they don't do anything for a few days, and it's like, hey, it's updating. I didn't want it to update. It yeah. stops asking. Yeah. I, I didn't know the time frame. So thank you, Ruth. So when it says later, it means you got three days and the clock is running. And then here's another one for you that happened that's, that's very important as well. I just remembered. Okay, so when the third day arrived, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not waiting for them to do it. I'll just go ahead and do it. So I clicked on the installation button, and it says, um, do you, let's see, it was something to the effect that if you click on this button and install it, you will not be allowed to revert back to Windows 8.1. Which leads me to my question. If I had let them automatically install it, Mm -hmm. because you realize we're supposed to have that option, Mm -hmm. what, 30 days or something to go back to 8.1 if we want? Anyway, if I let them automatically install it, does that mean that they won't let me go back? Or was it because I took the initiative and said I want to install it that they that they said I couldn't go back? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think you can always revert back. There is a function within Windows 10 that says take me back to the previous install. Um, well, so. if you make an agreement, if, if, if it gives you that question, and if you agree to it in order to install it, Hmm. I personally have never seen that agreement. To be honest with you, I see the general. I see the general agreement that you have to agree to, but I think it's more of a hey, you may not be able to go back, and this is kind of a warning when you go forward. In case something happens, you may not be able to go back. Just be forewarned. But normally, you can always go back. They're just kind of. I think they're covering their own. You know, covering their tracks. Yeah, covering their tracks there uh, to give you that kind of disclaimer that says you're going to do the upgrade. We're going to allow you to do it, but uh, just so you know, you may not be able to get back to 8.1 just in case. Hmm. Okay, well, I could be wrong, but it sure came out sounding like, well, uh, do the, you do you uh, agree that, 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 you know, that you're not going to go back so, if you install this? Yeah, mm-hmm. so the Microsoft lawyers are doing their job very well because they're, they're, <laughs> they're putting fear in you. Now, Ruth, have you, have you made the jump to 10? Oh, yes. And uh, have you regretted going in? No, um, I think one of the bi- one of the big issues that I had about going to ten because mm-hmm. I had a lot of reservations about bait and switch and a whole bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I just hated going back uh, between the desktop and the start page all the time. It drove me crazy. 
uh, because, you know, like I'd have a program running, but in order to, for it to work or to see it, I'd have to go back to the desktop. Mm, and yeah. anyway, with Windows 10, you don't have to mess with that. And I right. love the start menu. It is right. just so awesome because you can make it exactly like Windows 7 if you want without the right. um, tiles. But if you like the tiles, you can have both. If you're a tile person, you can forget about the start menu part. I mean, it's the best of both right. worlds. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and I really don't consider 10 uh, the next Windows operating system. I consider Windows 10, as Shane and I, I think, mentioned before, or, or I think Shane brought this to my attention. It's Windows 8.1 Service Pack 1. That's yes, what Windows yes, 10 is. It yeah. is a service pack, but Microsoft decided to release it as an entirely new operating system, and it came with all these security updates. I mean, I really do not. And they gave it to you free, just like they should with the service pack. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's now, w- and from now on, it's just Windows. We're yeah. going to be just known as Windows, Windows. and you're going to get your updates, and uh, we're yeah. going to try to make your life Good. Yeah, as easy right. as possible. So we're not going to see <laughs> the thing like Service Pack 1 or whatever. If you do, it's going to be all done in the background. Yep. Uh, they're not going to bother you with it. Because they're already working on the next version, yeah. which is Red. Di- no, this I'm, one is. I'm not even naming it. It's Windows. No. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just Windows, Windows, period. And and there's not going to be a big release. They release periodically. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Until they bring you up to date with all of their new functionality. Exactly. 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 Ruth, thank you very much for that call. Excuse and me. Yes, excuse please. Excuse me for a second. Sure, sure, sure. Um, if you've got somebody waiting, I'll, I'll go. But <laughs> if, if we <laughs> have time, I did have an issue. It's about printing to PDS using either Microsoft or another program. The very bottom of the dialog box, the, the buttons to say OK are gone, so now I can't print. And I think in the beginning I was able to, but now for some reason I can't. And I took the uh, one of the bars, one of the toolbars off. I hid that. Doesn't seem to matter. It will not move up my screen. Mm. Have you got a touchscreen capability on your computer? Uh huh. Okay. You know what? I noticed this, and what I did is uh, that was with the Microsoft native Windows 10 native PDF viewer. I switched. I, I went to Adobe and downloaded Adobe, and then let it be my default yeah. reader, and that corrected the issue. I'm not sure what happened, <laughs> but you're right. I lost the ability to print mm. uh, using the um, uh, the viewer that they have, the yeah, PDF the, viewer. Yeah, the PDF viewer that Microsoft included with Windows 10. And I just figured it was a, it's a glitch. But, but now that you've mentioned it, Ruth, um, yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting. Be careful, Ruth, when you go to Adobe's website to download that new uh, PDF uh, uh, reader. It's, I think it's DC, uh, Adobe DC. I I, I haven't, I'm I haven't not even yeah, sure. That's what it's called. It's their new uh, cloud version. Um, there's a point in there where they're going to want to get you a couple of ride-along programs, so uncheck those. I think Chrome is one of them. That, oh, yes, you know, yes. that is generally a very good point. When you're downloading, folks, just as a rule, period, be careful when it comes to say when you get ready the, to download, the right read the fine print because it may say, you know, whether it's malware bytes or mm-hmm. if it's whatever it may be, it, you know, you're also maybe agreeing to run the 30-day test of, of the of, professional of, version, whatever it is. Yeah, and what happens when you download Java is that it always wants to install the McAfee antivirus. There you go. Or web-based toolbar. And so, I'm like, no. No, whatever you do, uh, please be careful when you do that downloading. Ruth, thank you for your call. 
Oh, thank you. For being a big help to us. That's really good. Uh, Bill Alton Highland, we're going to get back to you in just a minute. Our number is 800-859-0957. Shane, you had something in particular you wanted to talk about. You know, we have such great listeners, and I know um, everyone goes through this from time to time. Uh, My family have had some... Some some tragedies in the last couple of weeks that I'd like to like to get out there. Maybe right after the break, we'll we'll discuss those. Yeah, there's a um, family you want to. Couple families. Yep, yeah, that we want to support as they're going through some really challenging times. For the rest of you who are calling, keep on calling. That's right. The lights are lighting up at 800-859-0957. We'll get you on hold and we'll get to you. We're here until five thirty to answer your question on the Internet Advisor. We'll talk to you in just a moment when we come back. Welcome back to the Internet Advisor, a special edition. We started at 3 o'clock and we'll be going until 5.30. By the way, if you, we've, our lines are full right now, but uh, we will be opening up lines as we go on. Please don't despair. We'll be here until 5.30 today. Shane, you wanted to make some special announcements, yeah, compassion announcements. Compassion announcements. I've had some close family friends uh, come through some, some troubled times this last couple of weeks. Uh, one of those is, and you've probably seen it on Fox too, uh, the McKnight family. A good friend of mine, Doug McKnight, uh, a Clawson teacher. Um, suffered a, a massive heart attack uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, thankfully, he's doing better. Uh, he's starting to come out of, out the, of coma. the coma. Yeah. Um, best way to support him, they've started a, a hashtag, Doug Strong. So if you can go on there, show some support for the family, it would be great. He's got a lot of support. There's a lot of people there. In fact, I'm cooking spaghetti for, for, him on, for his family on Sunday. Great. Uh, another one is um, another close friend of mine, good friend of mine, uh, the Bakers, created a GoFundMe um uh, account mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for um, called Help the Bakers, and you'll find it if you search on GoFundMe. Um, just you know, had a uh, Christmas Eve, just a brain bleed uh, stroke out of nowhere. Um, just amazing. And these and he, people, they didn't find it for two days. Found him a couple days later in oh. his room. Um, he's got you know four uh, four children, and um, oh. it makes it tough. And they're all you know, he's got tons of rehab and medical bills that oh. need to be oh, helped. Yeah. So, yeah. and then finally, um, my my son's. My son's uh, girlfriend is putting out a water drive for Flint. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be held at St. Michael's Catholic Church in mm. Sterling Heights on okay. Hayes uh, 40501 Hayes Road Great. in Sterling Heights. Uh, it's going to be February 6th at 4.30 p.m. Okay. And then also February 7th at 7.30 to 10 p.m. And uh, just bring jugs of water. They're looking for jugs now, too. Jugs oh, of okay. water okay. and uh, bottled water uh, as much as you can to support uh, the people in Flint. Excellent. So. Thank you very much for doing that. And Thank for you. Supporting people we have out great there. listeners, and that's why I wanted to yep. get that out to them. You're absolutely Thanks, right. Thanks, Shane. Good. Okay, let's go back to our phone lines then and say hello to Chris from Gross Point. Chris, thank you for being with us. What can we do for you here on the Internet Advisor? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Um, yeah, so I downloaded Windows 10. I have uh, Windows XP, and I can't. my start button doesn't work. I can't find my... Uh, Microsoft Office. I have to go search for it. So you said you had Windows XP. Yeah. Uh, are all your desktops are missing? Your desktop icons are missing. Well, you know how with XP, mm-hmm. uh, you have the two screens. You either had your desktop or the the one with all the pretty tiles. Oh, well, uh, that was Windows Eight. Yeah. yeah, Windows yeah. Eight. Okay. Okay. So what you're what you're experiencing is 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 that your shortcuts are just missing and. And in Windows 10, when you hit the start button, I think there should be an all apps, yeah, all applications. Mm-hmm. And if you search through there, you should be able to find your original applications listed. Now, what I do, what I have done, is I right mouse click on the Microsoft Word application, and I could pin it, mm-hmm. or you can um, uh, uh, 
what what's the term? I don't have a Windows 10 system. You can, you can uh, you pin can, it to the taskbar. Yeah, pin it to the taskbar or pin it to the start. And she has a basset hound. Yes. <laughs> Chris, we're hoping that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of scared me there for a little bit. <laughs> for a moment, I thought you had cleared your throat in a radio. <laughs> Chris, Great. did you hear that point, Chris? Um, hmm. Either <laughs> <pin> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they made you know with the upgrade to ten. I don't. Are you working on eight point one or ten? What do you work? What operating system you have? I, I th- well, I'm on ten now. Cause yes, it. you're on ten now. You're good, 10. good. Stay there. Now there is, a, you know, and I will say this: there's a slight chance. I've seen this with a few people that have upgraded to ten. That the ten kind of corrupts out, and you start missing some of your icons. And you, when you hit the start button, it doesn't look right. Things are missing yeah. out of there. When I hit my start button, it doesn't do a thing. Yeah, see, I have a feeling you have a your your OS is corrupted. Um, the best way would do is maybe go. Do you still have your little search bar down there? Yeah. Maybe maybe do a restore back to a, a couple days. You know, whenever okay. you think this started. You know, if it started last week or Monday, do it. Oh, to, it started right away. Right away from the upgrade. Yes. Yeah. Okay, then you might want to just restore it back to your previous install. So she how she does how does she do that? She goes into the control panel. If she types, if she goes into her little ask me anything, yeah, little, little bar down there, yeah, and just type in restore or recovery, you'll see the area. It'll pop up there where to go. And, and which one did she choose then? Uh, she wants to do her. Well, you'll see a restore back to previous installation. So that'll okay. take her back to Windows eight, eight or eight one. And then what I would do is once you're in eight, go ahead and make sure all your stuff is make sure eight point one is completely up to date. Run all the updates you can, and make sure okay. 8, make sure eight point one is completely up to date, and you have all the latest drivers, all the latest everything. Right. And then once that's done, then go ahead and proceed to the Windows ten upgrade and try so, it again. Try it again. Yeah. Okay, something in an upgrade like that, it's, it's not uncommon that you would have a corruption of some kind. And you know process. what? Always make sure your data is backed up, please. Oh yes. Back up your photos, Chris. Back up your is documents. it backed up? You know I. <laughs> Ah, ah, gotcha. That's right. why that Basset Hound was barking at me. <laughs> so get yourself um, um, a hard drive or something like that that you can back it up to. But please, please, please back up, okay? Yeah, because what, what you may be experiencing is maybe you're having some issues with your hard drive, and that's why it failed. But this it's, this is a fair – how old is the machine? Uh, 2013. Oh, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's fairly, you're, you're, it's it's fairly, fairly new. It's unlikely that's happening, but bottom line, first thing you do, even now, back up. So okay. that you can then, then you don't have a thing to worry about, hey, okay? Back it up. Back yeah. it up. <laughs> then try what the, the what uh, Shane said about before, okay? I'm sure, I'm sure my Bassett will remind me. <laughs> you know what, though? You can always listen back at our podcast, listen to re, listen to the show. Yes, you'll, the you, you'll be able to tell your spot is where the dog barked. <laughs> <laughs> Listen for your Bassett. Okay, Chris, take care of yourself. All right, let's march on and say hello to Bill from Highland. Hi, Bill, how you doing? Just fine. Hey, I got a Windows 7 uh, operating system on a compact laptop that's about two years old. I have Windows uh, Live 11 as my email client, and it occasionally flashes up a message that's called... Telemetry.dll is missing. Please reinstall your application. And I've done that, and I still get that message occasionally. And you you click it to turn it off about three times, and then the message goes away. 
And the message crops up and says, oh, we install your application. Go update to the latest of the Adobe Acrobat, which I did. And I avoided the, the virus free offer. And I still get the message. Okay, okay. Guys, any thoughts on that? <laughs> it was, I, I found the exact Microsoft has an article. You found it too, Shane? Yeah. It's amazing how our wow. listeners are. They're very our listeners are very smart when it comes to this stuff. They just need a little help sometimes. Go ahead, Shane. Uh, you know, if you if you followed, you know, you've you go online, you read what people say and suggest, and you know, half the time they're right. Um, maybe try instead of doing this, maybe try to go in completely, remove all your Adobe stuff out, uninstall it all, just remove it all. And then Inclu- including the Windows Live email client? No, no, because no, that, no. that is not Adobe. Yeah, leave that alone. Yeah, that's not Adobe. Yeah, but, but yeah, but the Windows Live, Windows Eleven Live email client gives the same message. Well, and and that's because it's, the Windows Live email client um, probably has a plugin that points to Adobe. It does. Oh, it does. Yeah. See, I, I, oh. I can speculate. So it's, like- it's when 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 it starts up, it loads certain drivers and plugins, and it's probably Logan that corrupt uh, Adobe. So strip out all your Adobe. And then reinstall your Adobe. And it's absolutely free, Bill, so you don't have to worry when you go back to it that you can pull it down. Again, watch, as you said, watch and make sure that it's in a virus-free version of it when you install it. But that should take care of your problem. Okay, folks. uh, Hey, uh, Tim standing out there, Paul, Dorothy, and Ann will be getting to you after we cross the top of the hour here as we continue on on the Internet Advisor for one more bonus half hour of answering your questions. That's all coming up here on the Internet Advisor. Thank you for listening to the Internet Advisor and for Gary, Ed, Shane. My name is Foster Brown. Thanks for being with us, and we'll be back after the news. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to mitechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Welcome to our bonus time. Hi, this is Foster Brown, and you're listening to the Internet Advisor. We're going to be on for another 25 minutes until the coverage of the Michigan State basketball game begins. And we're here to answer your questions at 800-859-0957. Paul, Dorothy, Tim, and we're going to be getting you on the line and trying to answer your questions coming up in just a moment here on the bonus portion of the Internet Advisor. Stay tuned. We'll be back to help you. Welcome to the Internet Advisor Marathon. <laughs> we began this program at 3 o'clock uh, and have uh, progressed to this point. With our, we're, we're kind of losing people along the way. Shane Hamlin had to take off uh, for some family affairs. He's, he's helping out, actually, get, uh, cooking for a family that is has some real needs, and we're delighted to have had him for yeah, for, a I while mean, with us. First we lost Theo, then Floyd left, and now Shane, and now it's just the original crew. Now it's the original crew. Hey, guys, bye. <laughs> no. Gary Baker, Edward Allen Foster around here, but we're going to do our very best to answer your questions, and since we have, the lines are full right now, let's dive right into them. Hello to Paul from Ann Arbor, the seat of all wisdom and information. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. <laughs> Paul? <laughs> With that introduction, I think Paul may have frozen. Mike, let's see if Paul's still there, okay? He's on line one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put that back on hold, 
And then you can uh, look on if you would check on that, please, to make sure that Paul really is there. Hello to Anne from Washington. Anne, welcome to the Internet Advisor. Thank you so much. I'm hoping that Washington is Washington, Michigan, and not Washington, D.C. No, 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 no. It's Michigan. Good. You don't have a snow shovel in hand. (laughs) (laughs) We did talk to somebody from uh, Washington, or very close to that, uh, one time, and they were snowed in. Or it was a power outage. Yeah. They were in... (laughs) <laughs> Locked in their home. Anyway. Anyway, this is a different story. So, Anne, how may we help you? Well, I tried to download um, <laughs> Windows 10. I have Windows 7. Mm-hmm. And um, my computer, I think, is about four and a half years old. Okay. And uh, it's a laptop. And it says I don't have enough um, memory to put that in there. And I'm not sure what I need to do without buying a new computer because they're not cheap. Right. Uh, no, uh, relatively speaking, they are now, uh, but that's not the point, really, for you. Uh, so let's, first of all, let's tackle this situation, guys. What do you, how, how do we go about this? Go ahead. I was going to say, more than likely, it's not enough memory, um, I don't think, because Windows 10 has the same memory requirements as Windows 7 and Windows 8, um, and so it's probably disk drive space. So do you store a lot of photos or movies or a lot of information on your laptop? I can tell you... Um I have uh, four point gigabytes and three point eight gigabytes of RAM is available. Okay, so you've got four gigs of RAM. How big is your hard drive? Do you know? My hard drive is fifty eight point five operating system. Fifty eight point five. So um, fifty eight point five gigabyte. I would hope. Mm-hmm. It's only yes gigabytes, but it's only uh, it says I'm looking at the Windows right now. It says that it has. Eight point three six gigabytes free. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, and you know that's an unusually small hard so disk drive it, size. It might be that no, she, she has. said free. She said no, free. Yeah, no, but no, the but first time she said it was fifty eight gig, fifty eight point oh. five. No, no. I th- so she might have solid state memory. When did you buy this? No, that's what it has. Fifty eight point five gigabytes, but only eight point three six. It's free. Well, that's what so, I'm saying. A, so, a, a huh? 60 gigabyte hard drive is very yes, you're right. small. Do you know right. when you bought this? Yeah, about four and a half years ago. And at that time, it was the, it was the second largest available. It's, it's a Dell. Well, uh, four and a half years ago, they were shipping 250 gigabyte hard drives would have been the normal size. So, so Daddy, can you lead her through where to find the size of her hard drive? Well, Are you sure she doesn't have solid state? Well, that's what I'm saying. She may have solid state, yes. Right. I'm looking at it. I know what it is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so she's seeing her C, your C drive. Um, another thing you could do, just, I mean, that sounds so unusually small, Yeah. is, is if you right-mouse click on in Windows 7 on your My Computer desktop and right-mouse click uh, where it says your computer and select Manage, that'll bring up something known as Disk Management. Or you can even go into the search bar and type in Disk Manager. And when you bring up your Disk Management utility, that'll show you your hard drive. I mean, I know you're saying your hard drive is that size. But what I'm curious to see is if if it's partitioning. If, if Have you got like a C and a D drive? Or is it just a C drive? Oh, I have a D drive okay. also. Okay. So... But you said you only had um, was it eight gigabyte free? Is is it possible she's in the the restore partition and trying to save things into the restore partition? Because we've had that problem with people in the past mm-hmm. with Windows Seven. Yeah, you I, get into the wrong. You're trying to save to the wrong place. In other words, right? But it, it, you're right. It's, it sounds like she doesn't have enough 
disk drive space. And how could she, well, basically, how does she overcome this? First, I'd like to confirm uh, with you that you only have one disk drive in there and that it is, um, it has, and how it's partitioned, basically. And you do that by going into disk management. And that'll give you Mm -hmm. a graphical representation of the single hard drive that's in your laptop and the various disk partitioning that's on there, your C drive, your D drive. So it gives you a graphical or a representation of how your disk drive is. What, what's one of the things you can do? Um, I went to um, Micro Center in, in, is that Madison Heights? Or is that yeah. uh, Troy? Yes. Madison Heights. Madison Heights. I, I bought a used hard drive for a laptop there. Not a used. It was used. Refurbished. Yes, refurbished. refurbished. It was a, f- a 500 gigabyte mm-hmm refurbished hard drive which means someone walked in there and they they bought a laptop from micro center and they said you know that hard drive isn't large enough can you can you put a one terabyte or a two terabyte hard drive in there which is 2000 gigabyte right Mm -hmm. um and and they're and then the store says sure so what do they do they pull that brand new hard drive out that's probably never been used Mm -hmm. and they they put it in the shelf i bought a 500 gigabyte hard drive for 31 dollars. yeah i paid a little more i paid like a like 40 some odd dollars for the same thing i tell you what we're going to do uh, and we're going to put you on hold. And in, in during the break, we're going to talk to you a little bit more about that. Uh, Dorothy from Detroit is coming up next. And we'll talk with a few more people before we get to game time, which is coming up in about 15 minutes here. If you can't get through to us right now, go to internetadvisor.net and click on the contact button there. You can send us an email with your question. We'll answer it during the week. Back in just a moment to answer some more questions. ConceptsMI.com For... Uh, all of you who have participated in our program today. And uh, if you have a question for us, and we see that lots of people are calling, we'd love to stick around to answer even more. MSU basketball coverage is starting in about 10 minutes. Um, simply go to internetadvisor.net. And when you get there, you'll notice on our homepage uh, that in uh, the, I think it's in the upper right-hand corner, you will find um, uh, the listing there that says that contact us. And uh, what you simply do, it says contact, pardon me, on the far right. You click on that contact button, and it'll give you an email space. You put your question in there and your email address, send it off to us, and we will answer you during the week. Right now, let's jump back and answer as many questions as we can. Paul from Ann Arbor, are you there? Hi, Foster, yes. Hi, good. Glad to make the connection. What can we do for you? I've uh, been using Windows 10, especially the Outlook email part of it, for Mm -hmm. a couple weeks now, and um, I don't like the way uh, it looks, and I'd like to see if I can go back to the way the old Hotmail uh, looked or Outlook, uh, you know, the way it was formatted on the screen. Mm-hmm. Is there a way of doing that? So you're using Windows 10 mm-hmm. right now, right. And, yes. and you were using, what was your previous operating system and Office version before? Were you running? Uh, 8.1. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that now that you're running Windows 10, that your Outlook looks different? Yeah. Or is it, is it, is, is, are you referring to... The mail app. The mail app. Yes. Okay. The, <laughs> Wait. The, way, the way the emails look. Okay. okay, there's two different apps on there. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Foster. I was going to say, there's two different apps that you have in Windows 10. You can either use the Windows uh, mail app, which is the button, if you will, that, that shows up there, or you can use the Outlook for your mail. They're not the same thing. Am I right, Ed? That, that's true. They're two different... They're two pieces. different things, so they're going to have two different looks. So which oh, one are you okay. using? I didn't know there were two different things. Yeah, they are two different things. Yeah, so they, they probably had a, a default icon in there, of course, for yeah, mail. Right. Um, and did you say your, your mail is, uh, who, who's your internet, or who's your mail through? Is it is it the Outlook or is it uh, Hotmail? 
Well, I was originally a Hotmail user, right. and then I got migrated over to Outlook. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, exactly. So mm-hmm. We all did. Yep. Right now, when I open my screen, there's just the little envelope icon that I click, and the email comes up. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And what were you using in the previous version of Windows? Were you using web-based email, or were you using Outlook, the actual application um, called Outlook? No, um, I wasn't using Outlook. I would uh, just go into MSN and then go to Hotmail. Right, so, oh, oh, right. Gotcha. so you were the web-based. So he was using web-based email. Yeah. And you could certainly still do that now. If you open up your web browser and yeah. you can go to Outlook.com, it will mm-hmm. automatically bring up web-based email. And it's lame. I really don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, It really is lame. Okay. I'm sorry. It, it's terrible. So one of the things you could potentially do is what about, have you tried going to the Microsoft Store and downloading free apps? Because mm-hmm. Microsoft, you know, just like your Android phone and your iTunes, mm-hmm. Uh, on your Apple phone, mm-hmm. Microsoft has a Microsoft Store, and you can download mail applications. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of reading um, from the Microsoft mm-hmm. Store what some of the users are saying about that application. Yeah. Because a lot of them are going to say, you, you, you "Say, oh, I really prefer this email app. It looks like the way I want it to look, not right. like that you know, son-of-a-gun yep. default mail program yep. in Microsoft Windows 10. Unfortunately, I don't have any recommendations. I, I, I would suggest, Paul, that one of the first things you want to do is find out which one you're using, whether you're using right. the Outlook or whether you're using their mail application because they are two different interfaces, and you might find that you like their email application better than you like the Outlook one, or you might find you want to go back to the Outlook. Either way. Now, Gary, right. what do you use on yours? You're using... I use Outlook at, um, just because I use it at work. Oh, you use the Office really 365. A, that's right. Right. Yeah. Now, that is that, that interface really hasn't changed too much. No, that, and that's, that's a different one, by the way, than the one online. The one online, the Web Outlook, is just really, it's, it's very bare, yes. very bare. Right. And the one, the Outlook one on your homepage, I mean, on your desktop or laptop will be much better. That is much more robust. So, Paul, we suggest you do that, Okay. All right. Thank you you. The, and let us know what you find and choose and what you like. Send us, uh, go to our Internet Advisor website and add a comment or, yeah. or give us a call back another weekend. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it. Dorothy from Detroit, I'm going to kind of rush on and see if I can get you on. Okay. Can I'm we here. help you? Uh, I, I have Windows XL uh, 9. Hello? Yes, 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 we're hearing you. Uh, oh, you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, go and, ahead. And when I, uh, AOL... You will be AOL, okay. And, and when I put my password in, mm-hmm. and it goes through all, you know, checking everything, and it says, goodbye. <laughs> Instead of it's having, not, not you have mail, that. it says, goodbye. It's it not says, supposed to goodbye. Do that. I don't get on, I'm not able to get on the internet. It just, as soon as I put my password in, it says, goodbye, and it says, version not uh, supported. So I called them. They sent me a nine disk. I loaded it on. And that didn't help, so I called them, and they sent me another one. I said, this is the same thing. And he said, no, it's upgrade from the 9 that we sent you, but it still doesn't work. Yeah. Mm. Can I do a 10, or how do I have to buy it? I what? got you. Okay, you're, you're getting your mail application you're getting from AOL, right? Yes. Now. Right. Yes. Now, have That's you a good ch- old days. Well, you know, my father-in-law does the same thing. He loves AOL, and he has to run at least 9.5 to in order to use it, and he just loves it. And every once in a while, he'll run into a problem with it. Um, but uh, have you confirmed that you at least have Internet access? Because when you power up your computer... I, I don't. You do When I power it up, and it tells me to put in my password, and I do that, well, well, and then it, it goes through dialing checking the internet yeah. and all of that and yeah. when it gets to the last 
and then it says goodbye. Oh, oh, so okay. You're, so you're still using dial-up for yes. internet. And, and she's not connecting. Yes. You're not yes. connecting. That's no. the issue. I no. got you, Ed. Okay, so the issue is that she's not connecting. And now, no. Grandpa, mm. Tina's father, basically has internet access through Comcast, but still prefers to use his, his AOL. AOL. Mm-hmm. And so there's no dialing taking place. And and with this caller, she is still using dial-up, and it's just goodbye. It's not even... Yes. It's not, and not it's that connected. version not supported. So when I called them, mm. they said, well, we'll send you a new version of 9. I got so you. This, Dorothy, this here's what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put you on hold so we can help you afterwards because uh, we hear the music in our ears. That means it's uh, coming up to the basketball time in just a minute. So we want to take some time to talk with you in at, at length. Okay, Dorothy, thank you so much for calling. And for the rest of you holding on out there, Ruth, Tim, and William, give us, a, give us an email through our InternetAdvisor.net site. Take care, folks. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show, Detroit's longest-running, locally-produced computer show, with Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit InternetAdvisor.net and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.